and thanks for joining the Women and Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women and Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. And I have back with us today, one more time, uh, my friends Jennifer Morris and Kate Shell, and we are still talking about the topic of friendship This is our fourth of four episodes. In our first one, we looked at the importance of friendships, then how to make godly friends. Last time, we looked at unrealistic expectations in friendship. And finally, we're going to look at how Jesus is our ultimate friend. And, you know, think about ways that we can follow his example and be a great friend to others. Um, So talking about Jesus being our ultimate friend, um, Jen and Kate, whichever one of you wants to begin, uh, how did you meet Jesus, your ultimate friend? When did you get to that place of first turning and trusting? Jen, I'll ask you. Go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, for me, I got married really young. And so it was just that uh, began as that desire to grow up and become mature and to become the wife at first that I I just innately felt that God wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And so just as a a part of maturing and getting married and growing up, I I started reaching out to to Christ. And uh, my husband's mom actually shared the gospel with me. Oh, wow. And I was like, there it is. That's it. That's what I want. Uh, so, uh, so nineteen twenty years old as a yeah. as a young yeah. married gal. Wow. Was your husband a Christian at the time? He was not. He okay. had been raised in the church mm-hmm. and was doing life his own way, mm-hmm. dating a non Christian girl. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, same same time period for mm-hmm. him, and that's why he sicked his mom on me instead of sharing the gospel with me <laughs> himself. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he discerned enough to know that I needed the gospel, and yeah. you know, he knew he he did too. Very cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kate? Well, similar in that it was a, a life circumstance. I was a young mom and um, had young kids and was thinking about, you know, what did I want for my kids? You know, how did I want to raise them? What was my playbook going mm-hmm. to be? Mm-hmm. And was encouraged to come to a mom's group mm-hmm. at church, yes. like a Navigating mm-hmm. Motherhood. Right. Uh, it was called MOPS. Mm-hmm. And it was there that I first heard the gospel and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, I want this. Right. I want I want what these women have, you know. Wow. So I, I was a type that just heard that. The seed fell on fertile ground and... Mm-hmm. Uh, It's been 20 plus years now. Wow, that's exciting. And I'm sure both of you uh, would agree that that new friendship that you found with Christ when you put your trust in Christ and turn from your sins has been one that you have consistently invested in and that, you know, you've grown in and grown to love Jesus even more and more throughout the years and the decades. Uh, I know John 17, 3 uh, says, this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Uh, Sometimes we forget that eternal life is really rooted in a relationship. It's rooted in that relationship with God and with his son, Jesus. And in a sense, Jesus is our ultimate friend. Um, Why is it important that we learn to turn to Jesus first when we're experiencing difficult times or even good times? Why is it critical that we learn how to invest into that friendship as our priority relationship? Well, he's certainly the only perfect friend. He's the only friend that really can be relied upon 
and it's constant. Uh, I, when I look at my own selfishness, I'm amazed that anyone would want to be my friend. <laughs> right. uh, so it, I can't get that from myself. I can't get that from any other woman. He's the only one who really knows me. Mm, um, right. He's the only one with perfect motives, no bad days, yes. no hormones and full control. Yeah. And, and he's the only one that really desires my absolute eternal best right. and knows and understand what that and understands what that is. So I have to rely on him and not rely on my friend for mm. any of those things that I need to be looking to him. Yeah, for. that's really good. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think so many times, you know, we are hurt by friends disappointing us. Mm -hmm. um, and yet, you know, Christ is the only one that does not disappoint. Mm. You yeah. know, he is there, you know, through every season, he is steady. And, uh, you know, he is our firm foundation, and that's what we really need to, to be basing our lives on. And we need to invest in that relationship. I think we can forget that, you know, there is the personhood of Christ, that he is a person. Mm -hmm. He has will and intellect and emotion. We're made in his image mm -hmm. so that there is an intimacy that you can cultivate yeah. with Christ that... Mm. Um, Sometimes I think we forget. We think he's far away, mm -hmm. um, yet he's not. He is very near. Mm -hmm. Right. We yeah. have to live in light of the fact that he is enough, mm -hmm. isn't he? That he's sufficient. Mm -hmm. Right. If both of you were taken away, if my fam, if my husband were taken away. Right. God forbid, he, but he is enough. Mm -hmm. He's all sufficient. Right. Um, and can be fully relied on. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that... Um, even really realizing that, coming to know that truth helps you to be a better friend mm. because you're coming out of a root of gratitude and, you know, service rather than trying to meet a need that can only mm -hmm. be met by mm -hmm. God. So mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. So you're not expecting your friends to be God to you, mm -hmm. but you're seeing them as a gift from God and, you know, a treasure that he's provided, but mm -hmm. never to fill that place that only God can fill. Why do you think it's so hard when we hit, you know, difficult times or even when things go well? I mean, look at the, you know, story that Jesus gave of the 10 lepers and only one came to mm -hmm. return to him and say, thank you. Why do you think it's so hard to connect with Jesus that way? And why is it easier to run to a friend first when we're having or experiencing good times or bad times? Hmm. Well, I think friends oftentimes will tell us what we want to hear, mm -hmm. and that isn't necessarily, uh, you know, the right answer. Right. And Christ will, you know, sometimes the answer when we are having troubles, he will say, you know, say, hang in there. Right. You know, like go the hard course. Right. And that doesn't always feel good. We right. want someone to give us the shortcut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, friends sometimes will, you know, out of love, yes. try and, yes. you know, counsel you, well, yeah, you can, you know, take this shortcut. Yes. Um, and that isn't um, always for our best. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And we're limited. We, we see what we see. I can run to my friend and put my head on her shoulder and hear her immediate counsel and immediate feedback. I can get that from God's word too. But just in my own limitation, it's easier mm -hmm. uh, to run my, to my friend and to, and to pour out my heart to her. Right. 
um, but I need to be. It's I need to be pouring my heart more out to God, certainly, mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. I am to mm-hmm. my friend. Mm-hmm. Right. Do either of you have any practical strategies or practical advice when it comes to maybe things that you choose to do in order to keep that relationship with Christ alive to, you know, make sure that you're connecting with God rather than just, you know, mm-hmm. jumping on the phone or on text mm-hmm. messaging with your friends? I think practically, I know Kate's really good about this. Sometimes sometimes we'll throw out to each other maybe things that are, that are you know, that's above my pay grade. You know, I can't give you an answer to that. You know, so we just, we just write then, we, right. we go to God together mm-hmm. and right. we pray about it mm-hmm. and that's we connect good. with who he is yeah. um, and we stop just trying to spout, you know, stuff yes. um, from our own wisdom yeah. to each other and just go to God right then and there. Right. Right resist the temptation to try and fix and mm-hmm. provide the answer uh-huh. right. in your own sort of human right. yes. limited wisdom. Right. right. Yeah. I think that's great We advice. love to play that role of the wise counselor. Yeah. Like, yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, I've got the answer to your <laughs> yeah. problem yeah. right here. Let me just pull <laughs> exactly. it out of my bag of tricks. <laughs> I have no idea. Let's <laughs> <laughs> turn to Jesus in prayer and confess that we know nothing right. and that we True. need everything. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, I I love that. And I can definitely say that, you know, my closest friends throughout the years have been women that pray with me, you know, and will go to God in prayer together with me. And that's super encouraging. You know, what about the person out there who's just feeling so discouraged at that this point because they just don't have that friend. They don't have the kind of friendship that, you know, by God's mercy, he's allowed us to experience um, with really intimate, like-minded Christian sisters. And they might be feeling like, you know, they're a class B or a class C Mm -hmm. Christian or person right now because they've tried and tried, but they just don't have that level of intimacy at this point, or maybe they never will. How would you Mm -hmm. encourage them in that? Well, it is a total God thing. Is yeah. it certainly nothing that we created and crafted? Uh, we we work hard at it. Yes. Um, but ultimately, it's a, it's a, a gift from God, and we know that we all do have that perfect friend again, who is sufficient and who is enough. And I think three, we can all work harder at those maybe next tier down friendships. What can I do to bring them up? Yes. Could I be prioritizing that gal more? Could I be investing more in her? How could I bless her? Could I be making a phone call to her instead of just an occasional text? Um, you know, what could I do to better connect with the with the level two gals and maybe deepen and enrich that friendship? Mm-hmm. That's great. I think that friendship is a good thing. It's a thing that God honors. He wants us to have godly friends. So if there's a woman that's seeking to have that kind of level of friendship, God is going to honor that request. If you make that prayerfully, if your heart's in the right place and you're you're satisfied in God, but yet you are having that others focused as you're going out to build friendships, God's totally going to honor that. Hmm. Yeah. This might be off, but I was thinking how just those those kindred friendships that we have, like I, I feel like I have with, with you two, it's kind of a, just a little glimpse of heaven and a glimpse of how God understands our hearts, understands my the way that you two understand me and the way that you connect with me. It's a little glimpse. Um, so it's great and I treasure it and I love it. But again, it's just a little glimpse of right. the fullness and the riches, mm. you know, the richness and the complete friendship that God has in store, our relationship with him and yeah. how that's all going to be perfect one day, mm-hmm. not yeah. now. Yeah, that's super good. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. And I think it is true that we do need to recognize that 
you know, just kind of the last three sessions that we've looked at that, you know, friendships are valuable, that Mm -hmm. they're important Mm -hmm. and not to grow weary Mm -hmm. in seeking out friends Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, to keep ourselves vulnerable and even, you know, shooting for people that we might not have on our top 10 ideal friend list, but saying, you know, who are people that realistically could be good friends that Mm -hmm. maybe I'm overlooking or not putting that time into and then, you know, uh, doing what we can to invest into them mm-hmm. to be proactive, mm-hmm. as I know both of you guys do such a good job with not always waiting for these people to come to you, but saying, you know what, I'm just going to choose to be the good friend. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, not, you know, making it about me and they need to come to me and why haven't they texted me or why haven't they invited me and saying, you know, hey, can we do this, that, and the other? Would you like to meet here? Do you want to meet for prayer? Do you want to hang out during this time? And then being that forgiving person too, who's, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. willing to not take everything to heart, to not take everything personal, to express your feelings and emotions and, you know, trusting God with what works out and what doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. kind of just a big conglomeration of everything that Mm -hmm. we've discussed up to this point. Mm -hmm. I know... um, There's a great passage in John 15, 13, and 14, where Jesus said, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, Jesus said in verse 15 of John 15, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. And Uh, You know, you just see that modeled out there in Christ, how he is, in a sense, the ultimate friend, Mm -hmm. the one who's being proactive, the one who's laying down his Mm -hmm. life, the one who's making about other people, the one who's disclosing his heart. And, you know, how would you guys... Uh, just give tips out there to people who maybe have those friends at this point, like you were saying, Jen, kind of like a tier two or tier three friends. How can we make those friendships more rich, more meaningful, mm-hmm. more uh, modeling or looking like the friendship that Christ offers to us? Mm-hmm. I think we can't just expect it to just happen. Mm-hmm. We have to prioritize it. We're all busy. Yes. Um, we have to schedule it. It might feel artificial. Uh, that's my style. Maybe that's just me, but for me, it has to be scheduled and it has to, I have to protect that time, um, and invest through my schedule and my sacrifice of time to show that, uh, show my priority uh, in the friendship. Right. I think there's certain types of activities too, that can bond people's hearts together more than others. Um, so, you know, shopping together might be fun, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure that that, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily moves that friendship in the direction you want to go. Mm-hmm. Activities that require a level of vulnerability of yeah. sharing beyond just the day-to-day of sharing, you know, beliefs and closely held convictions and trials. And so that could be maybe by purposing to read a book together, you know, and discuss it, you know, about mm-hmm. on Christian living. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we've talked a lot about prayer time together and what an amazing, uh, you know, way that is to knit people's hearts together. And here at Compass, there's lots of opportunities to come together and pray um, in women's ministry and mm-hmm. pray for Compass 2020. I mean, there's just, there's so many places that you could pray in a corporate setting and make connections. And then to to take that time to really share that risky, you know, piece of information about yourself or Mm -hmm. your belief, that 
that type of sharing, disclosing where there is something at stake is what builds friendship to that next mm-hmm. level. Right. And women want to be known, right, and have that real connection. So I think, I think real friends, they dig to find out what's really on the other woman's heart, what's really her most pressing concern. Um, for a lot of us, it's, it's our concerns about our kids. Mm-hmm. So we care for the souls of our kids mm-hmm. and we invest in each other's kids. We at least listen to a lot of really boring or dramatic, you know, details. Right. But, you know, I remember in high school, uh, I used to go on and on about the, the dramas and the ins and outs of high school volleyball. And Kate would listen ad nauseum <laughs> to that stuff. Cause that's <laughs> I have what, a crash you know, course in high school volleyball. Yeah, now. Those yeah. were the, the, that's what I was going through in mm-hmm. that, in that season of life. And I remember sometimes I'd be like, cut me off if I've already, you know, <laughs> I, I know I've told you this before. Da, da, da. And she's like, you know what, Jen, you care about that. So I care about it, you know, that's, and, and I want to hear all about, yeah. you know, what did Susie say and why was it, you know, <laughs> right, right. So right. it's just like, you know, find out and know yeah. and care about even the mundane details of whatever the pressing concerns of, of your friend's heart right. um, are. And, and Kate even does a great job of trying to invest in my kids in a, in a mm. practical way mm-hmm. where she can. Um, my daughter Molly had a little businesswoman's meeting with her over her last college break. Um, my She's talked to my son about home financing, mm-hmm. uh, loans. You know, she mm-hmm. she reps my kids, yeah. which yeah. is so dear <laughs> yeah. to my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm feeling very humbled because Jen is talking about what she does for me, really, and I think you're putting my name on it. Uh, I think um, one of the things that Jen has taught me as a friend, mm-hmm. too, is the follow-up, you know, not only to ask and care about what you care about, but then to ask a couple of days later, the follow-up mm. um, that, you know, how did that happen? How did that end? You know, mm-hmm. what was the doctor's appointment? You know, what did she get on that test? Right. You know, like yeah. praying right now because, yeah. you know, I know she's driving home from the mountains. So mm. That's super good. Let me ask you this. I, I can tell that you not only love each other, but you love each other's husbands and you love each other's kids. And I'm sure there's been many times that you've witnessed, you know, difficulties in one another's families, like maybe had to hear about difficulties in your marriages or difficulties with your kids. And how do you get to that point where even though you know, like maybe some of the dirt on the husband or some of the dirt on the kids, you still love the other husbands and the other kids. You still encourage that, you know, um, allegiance to marriage, that covenant of marriage and, you know, that allegiance to kids, even though you're aware of just some of the things that Mm -hmm. might not be sparkling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that most above everything else, we want to encourage each other to follow Christ Mm -hmm. And that's our ultimate goal for each other. Yeah. And so in that, then we listen, but yet we redirect. And so that we don't we don't focus on those things. We want to encourage each other mm-hmm. when it comes to obedience. And we don't want to presume on our friendships, do we? It's um, we have to be careful. We have to be loyal and trustworthy friends. Um, there's I jotted down a proverb that whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to keep our mouths shut. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, there have been things that I've have to had to purpose not to 
give any hint of to my kids. So maybe my kids don't give wind of something that's going on in my best friend's family and vice versa. Right. Uh, So, you know, just being careful and um, not presuming on our friendships um, and being truly loyal and trustworthy friends. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The other passage I wrote down, just like that mutual encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, to each be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, mm-hmm. um, both yours and mine, strengthen each other. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that if anyone's going to be gracious to me and forgive an offense, it's going to be my friend, but not to presume on that. Right. Yeah, that's really good, especially in light of the fact that that's what Christ is to us. He's trustworthy and he's loyal. I mean, when we're faithless, he's faithful. Mm-hmm. And so saying, you know, we want to express our gratitude to Christ by being that to our friends, Mm -hmm. to modeling what he's done for us. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been really fun to talk about friendship with both of you. I so appreciate your time here with me. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, like, comment, even email wf at compasschurch.org with topic suggestions and questions. I think uh, our big takeaway from this last one would just be that Christ has invested in us and we need to invest in our relationship with Christ and invest in our relationship with others in the same way. So thank you both Jen and Kate for joining me for these four sessions on friendship. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us back. That's the amazing part. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, ladies, for Absolutely. participating in our conversation. And I'm sure we'll be hearing from both of you in the future again on a new topic. So we look forward to meeting with you next time. <laughs>